She sits on a concrete stoop. If anyone had been paying attention, which they're not, they would have noticed that she's been there for hours. She smells like vodka. Or maybe gin. Or maybe both. Whatever it is, it's that distinctly antiseptic aroma of someone who's sweating off whatever cheap liquor they just spent all night consuming. Yeah, if they notice anything, the French Quarter tourists walking past might notice that. Her name is Yvonne, and one day, she will become more than she appears. Yvonne Shad will become the protagonist in a modern-day morality play. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, episode number 100, Becoming Yvonne, a modern-day morality play. Act 1. The Storm Yvonne Shad passed away August 29, 2005. Not physically, of course. Yvonne is, after all, still very much alive today. No, on that day, when Hurricane Katrina came ashore in her adopted hometown of New Orleans, the first version of Yvonne Shad, the quiet and average and semi-comfortable middle-class version of Yvonne, ceased to exist. This is what happened when Yvonne met Katrina. One of the most beautiful things that I could say about Katrina is that it was so black that at night the sky was absolutely beautiful. I mean, the stars were just bright. It, it was beautiful. But watching people rob, hearing people say, I can't swim. That was like a tragedy to me. And I lost everything, but I mean, I was only living here for five years. So how could I be upset about five years worth of stuff when people lost literally everything? Katrina showed me the inhumanity that surrounds us. And it took me to the streets. I came back three months later after the storm, and everybody told me not to come back. But I was determined to come back. And when I came back, I somehow ended up getting heavy into some drugs. And that just is when I lost my job. I became homeless. I just went over the edge. It's hard to explain to somebody what it's like to live on the street if they never lived on the street. And you're talking to somebody, but way back in the day, I was making good money. You you become this person that you you accept it. Like, this is just the way that it is. The only thing that existed for me was, where are we going to sleep tonight? Am I going to wake up with money in my pocket to get a drink? You were up at 4.30 in the morning, and you walked them streets all day till at night. And you didn't sit, because if you sit, you go to jail. So you had to constantly be moving. 
It's a total, totally different world. There's that one, uh, something in the Bible where, I think it's in Psalms where it says, uh, you brought me down to the pits with those that are dead, but you put breath back in me. I can literally say I was, I was dying, but I didn't see it. Who would have ever thought that I'd still be here? Act Two, The Shelter. The ancient Greeks called their mythological land of the dead Elysian Fields. In New Orleans, tourists in the French Quarter can walk through a real-life Elysian Fields, but most of them would not probably do so on purpose. On Elysian Fields Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana, there are, after all, too many dangerous similarities to the ancient Greeks' imaginary land of the dead. And yet, one day, 15 years ago, Yvonne Shad, homeless and smelling of alcohol, walked to 813 Elysian Fields Avenue. That was, and still is, the address of the Baptist Friendship House. This place saved my life. It really did. This guy, Aiku, I was with out on the street, he brought me here so I could take a shower and get some clothes. And... They were just so, there was just something about them, so open and no matter what you said to them, it didn't like phase them. Like they still cared, even though you would tell them like some crazy stuff. So I started coming to Bible study and we would come for all the events and I started doing GED here. Of course I was drinking then, so then they hung up a sign that said, anybody taking GED cannot have alcohol. And I was like, you put that sign up for me. (laughs) And I'd come here days where you weren't even supposed to come here. And I'd still come here and ring the bell. And they'd let me come in, me and I, and we'd sit in a little hallway down there and talk. You know, like you hang around the right people, the right thing happens, you know? They loved me no matter what. And it took some time, but they showed me that, you know, there is a God and he loves you. And that's just amazing right there. Everything that I've done and did, God forgives me. And, you know, that's something that's really hard for me because I wasn't raised with a religion. I had a hard time growing up because I couldn't understand why everybody went to like church and all that. Like, so I, like I had no understanding of it, but it doesn't matter where you're at. God can reach you anywhere. Act three, the summation. What happens to the main character in a morality play is supposed to point to a spiritual truth. And so, the narrative of events that led Yvonne to become who she is today make up the very best kind of modern-day morality play. Yvonne was lost. Then she was found. Then she was born again. And then, step by spirit-led step, 
she became the Yvonne she was created to be. I was cleaning toilets for $8 an hour, but I didn't care because my mind was set. And I would go clean them toilets with pride. I didn't care. Who cares? I'm making an honest dollar, you know? But I studied for my GED. And uh, when I went to do that, I'm like looking through the book as I'm studying. And I see on the front about this whole thing about doing a culinary degree. I love cooking anyway, so that was, you know... That was a challenge for me, but I walked with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I ended up graduating with honors, with a culinary management degree. And who would have ever thought all the years of abuse that I did to myself, that I was able to do that. And that was all God, that wasn't me. I have a, a life now, and I have something to offer to others. And people probably think I'm a little crazy if they see me driving down the road and I'm talking to God. Or, and I pray all the time. And there was a time when I first got sober, I couldn't go into the French Quarter because it was like all the evil, all the things that I did. And now I can go back there anytime and it doesn't phase me. If anything, it brings back and it's like, man, I can't believe I lived through that. Oh my God, I slept over there, you know? Oh, I remember panhandling there. Like, life is so different. I'm so grateful that I'm not like that. I don't want to say dead, but it's like a non-living soul. You know, that I have a, a life now. So it's, God's good. Thank you for listening to this 100th episode of Stories of Hope. For four years, we've told you stories about some of the most wonderful people on earth. People who are meeting the physical needs of others, and as they do so, they're seeing God change lives. This is our final episode. You'll still be able to share and listen to all 100 episodes of Stories of Hope. To access our library, search for Stories of Hope on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Your gifts to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering helped Yvonne and so many other people like her find a new life in Christ. To find out how, go to AnnieArmstrong.com. And to find out how you and your church can help meet physical needs and see God change lives all around the world, visit us at SendRelief.org. Thank you for listening to Stories of Hope.